0: What do you love about being outside and active? I'm I'm sure I've spent more time outdoors than in. That just feels like home. Enjoy what you can do because you never know what is around the corner. Just being
1: outdoors in the fresh air, it just clears my mind. Fully immersed in nature is what brings me the most joy.
0: Hello and welcome back to season 13 of the Outside and Active podcast. Now this season, it's all about running. And a few of these podcasts were recorded at the recent national running show and some of them recorded afterwards with speakers that were there and on stage at the show. Now we are kicking off season 13 with author, speaker and host of the podcast Open, Emma Campbell. She's otherwise known as Limitless M on social media, a handle she adopted after a third cancer diagnosis in 2019 to serve as a daily reminder to herself and others that we all have limitless potential despite the challenges that we may face in life. It was around this time that Emma found a new love for running and it very quickly became an incredible way of her emotionally managing yet another challenging time. and also a positive way of seeing her body work for her despite needing new cancer treatment and two major operations. She ran the London Marathon in 2020 and 2021, fundraising on both occasions for the Royal Marston Hospital, where she continues to have her treatment. She also runs the Vitality 10K in her underwear as part of the Celebrate You Wave great south run and race for life emma is happiest when she goes out on her regular 5 and 10ks around her local park and along the river that's when the gratitude dial is high and she really does feel limitless and very lucky to be alive just quickly, a note to say about this podcast, that unfortunately, a little bit of the audio had corrupted when exporting after this conversation. But luckily, we had some audio from the camera. So it just means that for about five to six minutes in the middle of the conversation, you'll, you'll hear the audio switch to a camera instead of the microphones that we were using. You still get all of the conversation. But in case you were wondering why that happens, I've told you. I was so grateful for Emma's time at the show. A really inspiring and insightful conversation. Um, and just before we jump into this conversation, I want to say thank you not only to Emma but to Keela and Lead Lenser who are supporting this episode. I'll chat a little bit about them later in the conversation. But for now, let's dive straight into this chat with Emma Campbell. Emma, hello, welcome to the Outside and Active podcast. Uh, it's slightly different today because we are at the National Running Show and we're just off the show floor, which is why it's quite quiet now. Um, and you've been speaking here today. Tell me how it went.
1: Yeah, so I've just come off the inspiration stage, um, had a wonderful chat with you and, and Susie. and Susie, yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. It felt such a privilege to be on that list. You know, Colin Jackson was there this morning. I mean, just amazing. Um And it was great. I told my story. I talked about the kind of, you know, the real mental and emotional health benefits for me in terms of running rather than hitting lots of personal bests (laughs) yes
0: well we're going to chat about that Um, I'm I'm looking forward to having this conversation um, and and learning more about your mindset and your story and I think there's there's great inspiration to people that will be listening and and motivation that will come from that Uh, but first off we have this tradition on uh, the podcast where a guest leaves a piece of advice for someone that's coming on so the piece of advice for you is from Helen Ragg who's actually around the show uh, at the moment and she Uh, doing Pilates based stuff great Pilates instructor um, supporting people they're running and her advice was have moments in a day where you have an internal Mm check-in and she kind of went on from that to talk about the stresses of life and sometimes you can almost be on that hamster wheel and so it's important to just have that almost take a deep breath check in with yourself uh, if not with someone else and it's important to have those moments.
1: It's so true, and even just you saying that, repeating her advice, made me kind of want to take a take a exhale, you know yeah. take a deep breath and exhale because I think we all just run, metaphorically speaking, you know, a million miles an hour, and our thoughts kind of run away with us. And yeah, I think just pausing, you know, I'm, I'm really I'm trying to learn how to just pause a little bit more and just ch- yeah, exactly check in. I think that's brilliant
0: advice because life is hectic. It always is yeah. hectic, but especially yeah. with social media and yeah. uh, family and work yeah. and all the things that you can, you know, can possibly do. We're inundated with content and sometimes it, it can be, like I think I, I used the phrase hamster wheel, it feels like that. So taking that deep yeah. breath. Yeah,
1: and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, 100%. don't we? We really, really do, Definitely. so, yeah. Well,
0: right. the other thing that we ask to everyone is, what do you love about being outside and active?
1: Oh, do you know what? It's something that I love more and more as time passes. Um, I Running has been a big part of my life for the last five or so years. And um, even though there's often quite a lot of resistance to kind of getting out there and getting the trainers on, it never fails to just boost me and lift me. And just, it kind of gives you perspective, you know. So I love, I, I, more and more I'm loving walking and running and just getting that sense of, it sounds really corny, but... I'm late to it, but really appreciating just being in nature. I think for a long time... I think I grew up with a mum who would always drag us out on long, brisk walks. So as an adult, it was like, no, I don't need to go for a long, <laughs> brisk walk. And actually now, it's like, no, it's so good, and I've got two dogs. So that's always a lovely... Oh,
0: perfect. What type of dogs?
1: Well, oh, so they don't really need a lot of walking.
0: <laughs> if they're um, walking, you carry them. You know, I
1: carry them. <laughs> but no, I, and I, live, I live right on a common, and so whether I'm going for a walk or whether I'm running... Um, You know, and all those things, like seeing the seasons change and stuff. And and especially when life's feeling a little bit tough, a little bit overwhelming, you know, I kind of remind myself to look up, you know, and I think that's what... It's always that thing of... I might not hug a tree, but I'll look up at the tree tops and I'll look up at the sky and I'll be reminded of the expanse of everything, you know, and possibility gives Mm. me a good feeling of possibility. Because
0: you say running's been part of your life for sort of the last five years. Yeah. But... Would you ever like take me back to kind of growing up in school that sort of time? Sporting, like health and fitness, was it a major? Was it a part of your life, but maybe not obviously the significant thing that it is now?
1: I was very much an out. I was, you know, I was always, you know, one of the kids on the, playing out, you know, running around, all of that. I wasn't sporty at school. I was the classic kind of often picked last or second to last <laughs> for netball. Grew up with a mum, like I said, who's very, very, very sporty. She's in her late 80s now and has only just stopped swimming in the outdoor Lido, you know. So she grew up with that influence. Um, But I think, and then in my 20s and stuff, I I did a lot of running, but it was for the more negative, you know, the kind of maybe body image stuff and the kind of more of a of a punishment I guess you know I better go out and run and throw myself around the common
0: I think a lot of people and will be I, able to yeah. relate to that in the I start of their running journeys yeah, especially I
1: think that's, it's heartbreaking when you think of it and you think of you know how we sort of punish ourselves and we we, we don't appreciate our bodies and I think since my cancer diagnosis you know my first one was 14 years ago um, and then when I had a, a third diagnosis five years ago started new treatment you know connected with Bryony Gordon, who's now a good friend, and she just happened to say, do you have a run? And I was like, well, yeah, but I haven't for a while. You know, this is someone who is starting new cancer treatment, so it felt like a very odd time to, mm. be, to be kind of saying yes to a run. But actually, I did, and it was one of the best things I could have done because, you know, very gently, but very steadily, ran through what was physically quite a challenging year, you know, two big surgeries. And, and I didn't put pressure on myself, you know, but it was the impact on my on my mindset was just phenomenal
0: yeah definitely we're going to talk about that mm. sort of mindset and and potentially a, a release or a space to be able to mm. release of emotion um but kind of taking us back to something you kind of mentioned there and not breeze past but people might have listened to that and go, oh, okay um i'd like to know more about your story and then I, I kind of wanted to kick it off through the theme of this conversation and this podcast you have Limitless potential, and yeah. your Instagram handle is limitless m. Yeah. And that kind of plays into your story as well. Mm. Um, and interestingly, you telling me a bit more about the idea of lim- limitless potential. You've got a jumper on, if for people that aren't watching or listening, braver than I knew, um, and how that all kind of plays into to, to your story.
1: Yeah, and I think that the limitless m kind of social media handle, as I often say, is um, not because I go around thinking oh I'm so limitless but it's like it's serving as a daily reminder that fundamentally we all have such incredible and limitless potential to to overcome to kind of reach our goals and, and, and I think that's been so that was it's almost like an anchor for me like a daily reminder um, because we have times where we don't feel that we feel the opposite, opposite of limitless but I think you know I think um, the oh, journey for want of a better words that I've been on has taken me down so many kind of dark roads, but actually the, the gifts the gifts and the the insight and the kind of way I look at life now is something I wouldn't really trade, you know, because I just, I do treasure it and I cherish mm. it. And I think when my, you know, and, I, and the way I look at view my body and it's not letting me down, it's never let me down. It's always trying to work for me, whether or not I realise that or not, even if it doesn't always feel like that, you know. And again... Community and just seeing how many other people, you know, we, 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 our eyes light up, don't they, yeah. when, when we talk about um, a passion for running or whatever whatever the sport might be, because it's that mind body soul kind of um, effect, you know. Yeah,
0: and when especially, and I imagine you speaking here today and talking about your story, there will be other people listening, and oh, we're going to talk about the podcast and people listening through that and various social media channels. Mm that they will be able to hear, almost empathise with your story, and if they're going through it, they know people that are going through a similar sort of thing, knowing that there's someone else out there that, okay, you can't talk to them, but kind of get solace from that and support from that and opening up conversations as well, because you mentioned again there before first cancer diagnosis 14, 14 years, years ago, ago yeah. and the third one second f- one in 2014 one. yeah when
1: i sort of became a secondary breast cancer patient and then had another bump in the road in five years ago um so i'm on you know i'm a patient for life i have yeah. targeted chemo um and again i always say and i said it just now in the talk it's it's doesn't even have to be about a cancer diagnosis or a diagnosis but we've all got Potentially, everyone, there's always yeah. everyone has got something. Yeah. Whether it's a mental health struggle, whether it's grief, whether it's you know, there are so many circumstances that have the potential in life to to kind of diminish us and and have us kind of shrink away and, and just be in survival mode. And I just feel so strongly that whatever it is, it's finding a way to not let that it kind of block out the sun and, and diminish. The, the the joy that we can access and it's and it's again it's not striving for an arrival point where right i've got life sus now i'll just you know yeah. do a few 10ks and a little life isn't like that but it's just whatever however we can build up that emotional sort of toolbox i think
0: i want to tell you a little bit about Keela and one of their awesome products and initiatives the UK-made Bahuki Changing Road by Keela, named after Scottish slang for buttocks, ensures post-water warmth and doubles as a campfire-ready wearable sleeping bag with a snap-off foot warmer inspired by the Outsider. Keela is a company devoted to aiding the homeless. With each Bahuki purchase, Keela contributes to the Outsider charity, supporting their cause. So please do head over and support Keela and their campaign. There is a link in the description of this podcast where you can check out more. Back to the conversation. And I'm interested to know your your thoughts and opinion on, obviously, like you said there, there everyone, either everyone will have or know someone going through a difficult yeah. time, whether it be, you know, the things that you've mentioned, a variety of things. Um, and you say you don't want to let those things block out the sunshine, and yeah. but it would not be human if someone had something that happened to them and for them to be, oh, I'm absolutely fine, carry on. How important is it to let yourself feel emotions and deal with those emotions? Oh,
1: my goodness. I think it's absolutely crucial. And I'm only saying, you know, I'm sort of talking in this way now, like 14 years on, you know, and I spent years and years really, really stuck in a place of, um, yeah, I guess, like I said, survival mode, constantly in a catastrophic sort of mind state, not able to access any kind of lightness, and it it was very paralyzing and I think and I still get waves of that so I think um it's just I I think unfortunately you know it's so natural to want to escape (laughs) the kind of discomfort that we feel but I've learned you know through experience I think that you kind of just have to you you have to through it you have to and that's but that's when you know when you emerge from those sort of pits of despair or whatever yeah, it is yeah. whether it's heartbreak you know illness recovery that's when the little glimmers you know for, for so if, you know it's not about skipping along in the sunshine because that's not that's that's like the kind of toxic positivity thing yeah. isn't it i oh, think it's just phrase, about yeah. kind of thinking oh do you know what i'm i feel a glimmer today it's been really tough but Oh, I could feel a little bit of lightness, and then expanding on that. And again, you know, I think we can all feel that we're talking in sort of sound bites and cliches. But I think I can't underestimate how really kind of stepping into that place of, of gratitude and, and, and stuff, even on a, on a kind of you know scientifically proven um, way that you know anxiety and gratitude can't opposite. Mm. occupy the same space and and if we can get into that mindset it does lower our cortisol and it does um help our immune system and and I so sometimes I often tell the same story you know the the story of all the years where I've sat in the waiting room at the hospital in an absolutely kind of trauma state and almost like my body going into shutdown wondering what the news I was going to hear and the kind of one of the shifts for me was just when I began to almost like in a very numb way not even feeling it but just saying the words thank you even because I didn't know what else to say it was almost like I'm sitting here convinced that I'm going to be told the end is nigh even though really th- I knew that wasn't going to happen but that's how dark my thoughts yeah. were and actually just sitting on that kind of hard hosp- hospital chair with the grey coloured tea and the bourbon biscuit and the cellophane wrapper but just going okay thank you for this lukewarm tea thank you for that," because there was nothing else I knew how to do um, so it's
0: it's sort of that it's, that positive yeah, I- in terms of like you were saying I'm, I'm I'm actually thankful for my body actually trying to help me
1: wor- working with me yeah, yeah working I, with I me instead of that, thinking that yeah. it was
0: working against yeah. you
1: yeah. I think I think I think it's so easy to think my body's let me down you know mm. and I think I don't think I think our body's always striving to to rem, you know remain in a kind of balance but um, honestly it's, it's it's ongoing I mean yeah. I you know, I, I'm not. I, I'm sitting here today with a little bit of a kind of dark shadow because I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, is that a niggle? Do I need to worry yeah. about that? And hopefully that will just pass, and I'll be skipping, <laughs> you know, skipping home again. But it's there. These feelings and these these, especially when you've been through kind of, you know, you have heard the worst or you have yeah. had that diagnosis. Yeah. There's always going to be parts of me that that tend to panic. Um, but I think also, in terms of and the com- the community that I found myself in, so much of I think when you're coming through something and when you're learning to live with something, it's again, it's all about connection as well, and and the people you can connect with, whether that's in a running community, fitness community, or a health community, you know, and just knowing that you're not alone.
0: Thank you to the other sponsor this week, who is supporting this episode, Lead Lenser. Unleash the power of hands-free brilliance with the Ledlenser HF 8R headlamp. Featuring patented adaptive light beam technology for truly hands-free use. Elevate your outdoor adventures with precision illumination. Use code OUTDOOR40 for an exclusive discount on any new HF headlamp at ledlenser.co.uk. There's a link in the description and don't forget to use code OUTDOOR40. The, the idea of gratefulness that you spoke about mm. a couple of minutes ago is really interesting because we recently had a podcast with um, a really lovely man called Mark White, who is the founder of Grateful Running, um, oh. which is about trying to encourage people to even just run a grateful mile of making a poignant moment of saying... I am grateful for this, it might, you know, it might be in relation to running, but it actually mm. might just be something to do with life. Mm. And it just reminded me of that, of just taking time out. It almost goes back to the advice at the beginning, taking time out yeah. in, in, during the day for you and just to kind of uh, co- co- de-stress in a certain way. But it's yeah. taking that time to actually be grateful of things. And that reminded me when you said about Gratitude, saying thank you, even yeah. for something like that, that great cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but it's it's almost like training your brain in a certain way to, yeah. t- to have that grateful element. And and that yeah. kind of ties in going towards the running, transition towards how the running came into it. You said that your friend introduced you, but then within a year or so, you're running London.
1: So, what, well, the marathon? Yeah. So I started running properly into, like, really in a, in a different way, in a healthy mindset way, into 2019, yeah. beginning of 2019. Um, ran my first 10K... That year, I think we did the yeah. I'd had my mastect- my second mastectomy, and then between the mastectomy and the lung surgery, I did the Great South Run, which felt like that was like down oh in my Portsmouth. God, yeah, yes. ten k. It felt like amazing. Yeah. I just couldn't believe. I was like, I'm a proper runner. <laughs> and then um, the following year, we went into lockdown, and did I did have a place um, in the in the London Marathon, and we did the virtual London Marathon, and that was just one of the most magical, you know, moments, did it with Dame Deborah James, who was a good friend of mine, both patients at the Royal Marsden. We were able to to plan the route ourselves, so we started on the steps of the Marsden, finished on the steps of the Marsden. rain was torrential, torrential rain. But all of that made it more magical in a way, because it was like comical rain, it was biblical rain, it was just rained. And um, I look back at the footage of that and our beaming faces, and, you know, we were slow, we took as many loose stops as we wanted. There was no... But we did it. We did it. And we, you know, we, we raised lots of money for the, for the master and we sort of relied as we were doing it at certain points. And it was a magical to me, actually, more magical than the year after when I actually did the, the real really? thing. Yeah. Because I just think of the, the, the memory of that day and what it meant for both of us. And um,
0: What was it like when you got to those steps again?
1: It was... I, it was, I was euphoric. Yeah. I mean, I was absolutely euphoric. And... and and then i went with deborah and her husband and her daughter we went and had champagne and some pizza across the road i was in a hot bath you know and out within a couple of hours and um yeah, it was it, amazing. Was, it was amazing you know but again it wasn't about it it, it didn't matter about the time you know it just it was just we've done it we've done it we've got a reason for doing it and um and I probably won't do a marathon again because I don't feel like my body Interesting. yeah I mean I I found it you know and also because my, rat, my running I'm a sporadic runner you know I'm not in a phase at the moment where I'm running four or five times a week and following I haven't got a goal in mind I'm just I'm just wanting to reclaim a routine you know after a bit of a, a sort of tricky time where I haven't been running as much I'm just grateful every time I get out there yeah. And every time I get out there and it's normally just for a 5k I can't Come on you know this is this is why it's so magical. Why aren't you doing this more often? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it three times this week and then I might just do it twice. Um, but I'm slowly kind of reconnecting with it.
0: Yeah, yeah and that's what works for you. Mm, I think that's yeah. what's important is that that's the kind of for some people up. running running marathon every single week is fantastic. Right. For some people fitting it between life and work yeah. and whatever it may be. Five K
1: five to ten K is perfect for me. And you
0: still get that that runner's height, oh you still God. get that Never, yeah. never regret a run yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of feeling yeah. and that yeah. kind of circles brings us on nicely to what you we touched on you touched on at the beginning of the episode of talking about um, kind of that, that, that release that running gives you mm. I mean can you just explain from your side of things how running potentially supported you on a mental front
1: I think honestly I, I mean I, so certainly like I said at that particular time when I started when I was facing a new health challenge it was well, on a on a physical level, it helped. It helped me. Okay. I responded brilliantly to the treatment. I, I the two surgeries I had to have were brutal because they are. But I knew that you know my my recovery was 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 good. I was strong. You know, I was strong. My lungs were. You know, yeah. I was in. It. I gave. I think I gave myself a good chance for good recovery. And then mentally, again, just that that connecting and being able to kind of separate that identity as a cancer patient, which I've never really wanted anywhere and I certainly don't want to shout about it, no. from, okay, that's one part of me, but look, you know, look at my... I always, you know, say, look at my arms, my fingers, my head, my heart. None of that is this illness, yeah. you know. Um, and it's... And my body is... Yeah, like I keep saying, my body is wanting to support me and hold me up and every step that I take. So I think... And it just never, ever, ever fails to um, give me a jolt into a feeling of possibility. It's a reminder, it just automatically sort of reminds me that I can do things and I can come through things and that there's there's a I get I do, I get that I get that run as high on five K. I, I really do. Yeah. I, mean, I I really do. I don't need to do much more. I get that real buzz and I run in the mornings when I do run, you know, it's not, normally it's sort of eight o'clock ish. And it does. It's like whatever else goes on that day, I've done something really positive, you know.
0: And what's your experience of the running community itself?
1: Do you know what I? I mean, I love the run, the the sort of public runs that I've done. Yeah. Um, I love running the friends that I've made. You know, the the couple of people that I run with, and that that feels. I mean, but here today, the atmosphere. Everyone's just so.
0: It's unbelievable. It is amazing, actually. So yeah, I mean.
1: Because I suppose I'm not... I don't feel like I'm at the heart of the running community because I don't... I'm not always doing... I'm very much more... I'm, I might do a you know, charity run or yeah. a kind of... So there's always that slight crossover um, in terms of communities, but bloody hell, the atmosphere today here is just is just lovely. Everyone's smiling and, and glowy and, and enthusiastic and you just see that the, everyone's got a reason for being here, you know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is It's a similar thing. Yeah. You know, it's... A, Running is that you know yeah. the, that broad category, but whether it's someone that actually hasn't been on their first park run yet and wants to yeah. wants to try it out, and people that have been running half marathons for years and years, it's still under that run. There's still an interest there, common interest, and everyone you can look at someone and go, um, "Oh, they know they know what running running mm. like stepping outdoors, the difficulty that it, that it takes to actually step outside sometimes mm. and do it." But also then that benefit you get of, of being outside. Um, really interested in talking about the book as well that you've written. I'm going to get it right. All that followed.
1: Yeah, I mean it's quite a few. Years. It's about six years ago now. Yeah. That I wrote the book. All that followed a story of cancer kids and the fear of leaving too soon. And it running doesn't feature hugely in that book mm-hmm. because at that point I hadn't kind of fallen back in love with yeah. it or rediscovered it. But it was um, it's very much a story of that time of. I guess the diagnosis, having baby triplets, kind of like, you know, in the community, you're very much kind of being on the receiving end of incredible acts of kindness. But also I talk a lot about the, you know, the, the health anxiety and how crippling that was. Um, and, um, you know, so yeah, but two's always there loitering around. I've just
0: got to, just got to do it. <laughs> triplets, you I've got triplets, triplet, so yeah, three so
1: three I'm, three I was diagnosed for the first time when the triplets were six months old. Oh.
0: Well, wow. so that so, already is yeah, a very difficult time. And I just separated
1: from their dad, so it was just like life had already come on the floor. So yes. the cancer diagnosis was like, well, surely not, really. And then actually, yeah. well, of course, yeah, because then been you know, I was in, I was in a bit of a hole. Um, so it was the most extreme time, you know. It felt, it was a bit, it felt a bit soap opera like, to be honest. Um, and then when I got my secondary diagnosis, life was much more imbalanced. So in a way it was just as devastating in the opposite way because I felt like I was coming out of all of that. Um, so, you know, but in terms of, yeah, the, the kind of social media community and just really connecting with... And seeing how other people live, I think, again, I think it's seeing... You know, so people will say to, to someone like me or just anyone who's sharing their story, oh, thank you, or "You, you, thank you for... Sh-. But it's like, no, 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 I'm... I need this as well. It's reciprocal. It's not, you know, I need to have those connections and to feel that like I'm not alone, you know. So it's lovely to hear that you that someone's getting comfort from what you share. But I'm getting as much comfort and as much support from, yeah. you know, those interactions.
0: We'd love to chat about the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, Open.
1: Open, yes. Uh, which I think is
0: quite a poignant, and poignant name. Yeah. Uh, talk me through... Kind of what inspired the starting of the podcast and also the name as well?
1: Well, I'd always wanted... It's one of those things, because you think, oh, everyone's doing a podcast, I'd love to do a podcast. And then I I, um, was approached to do one um, about 18 months ago and it came at a really, really perfect time. I was kind of, you know, dealing with a lot personally and it was just like, oh, I needed a focus. Yeah. Um, And open, I guess... Open is that I know I'm I'm naturally open. I share very honestly. I always have done. um, Well, ever since I've been online and stuff, Um, I kind of don't know how else to be. I'm not very either. I talk openly and honestly, or I just disappear a bit. You know, I'm not. I kind of not very good at just showing up and and, you know pretending. So open is a word that I resonate with, Um, and I wanted to have you know what it says. Really open-hearted connecting conversations. So season five is just about to come out. Um, I've I absolutely love it. I've had the most amazing guests, the most wonderful conversations, really inspirational stories. You know, um, with from a whole range of people, whether they again they've come overcome physical challenges or, you know, that like Michelle Griffiths Robertson, who's a el- former Olympian. You know, Bryony Gordon came on and talked about her kind of mental health mates, her walking um community and um Helen Thorne who's here today as well talking about running and things yeah. so but I just I'm passionate about um I get so much against self I get so much from the conversations because I think when two people are in a space together and you give each other you give each other permission to just talk very honestly it's like I you know I've, I've been in tears on my podcast or Kind of shared vulnerable stuff, and then other they do as well, and it's just I think they're quite intimate conversations.
0: And, yeah, because you know it's yeah. a, it, you, you know it's obviously been pushed out to people, but um, it feels like that safe space, especially yeah, when you're ta- you know talking to people about some pretty intense topics, yeah. um, but where they feel like they can speak about them, and yeah. I I, d- I definitely feel that you said about selfishly lucky being able to be exposed to and have those conversations mm. with people i felt that about talking about you know health and fitness and yeah. uh, you know olympians and people with different stories and adventurers and you know people's lives that i've been lucky enough to take inspiration yeah. from and that i can practically put into my life and that's exactly the same with you. You just speak to so many people. And I was looking at some of, the re- some of the reviews and some of what people were saying about Open and the play that touches their lives. And you must have that quite a lot I, through your social media as well. I,
1: I, I do feel incredibly humbled by it. Like today, you know, a few people have come up and
0: yeah.
1: And it's, it's just the most touching, humbling thing. And I always just, again, I, I just want... I think we all just need to feel less alone. And I think... You know, life is wonderful, but it's tough as well. And, you know, everything's always changing and there are wonderful phases and phases where we think we're just flying and then we kind of get knocked again. And But I think the more that we just virtually hold each other and, and, and listen, and you know, that's what I need. Yeah. And that's how I think, well, if I can give a tiny bit of that back. And the conversations on the podcast are just, I mean, I, oh, yeah, it's, I found my happy... Yeah. a happy place with well, those conversations funny
0: how you said that i've got two two questions before i ask you for your piece of advice one of them was going to be when are you your happiest oh gosh i didn't tell you about that question no, beforehand and that's quite you a big one isn't it You
1: didn't. i mean it changes doesn't it depending yeah. on where you're at in your life i mean mm-hmm. i do love you know when i'm when i'm with the people closest to me and i'm kind of again having where, oh god i mean so many questions okay so i'll give you <laughs> could be when i'm in bed you know, watching reality telly with my chihuahua snuggled up to me. It could be <laughs> when I'm talking to the people I love most and having a glass of wine and, you know, heart to hearts. Um, I love being around the people that light me up. I love inspiring conversations. Um, I love it when I'm, and also when I'm at my happiest, I have to, it's actually, probably the true answer, the consistent answer, probably is when, with, over the last couple of years, having found my groove with with kind of work, Queen you know, inverted commas, and yeah. the the, the the real clarity on the kind of stuff I want to be doing I feel so every time I'm on a zoom chatting to someone interviewing them or I'm giving a talk I'm like pinching myself you know whether or not it's a, a, a charity thing and it's a, as, a, as a volunteer whether it's a, a more of a kind of job I'm like
0: mm.
1: how do I get you know I, I'm in my bliss state of bliss because it's the only thing I really know how to do, <laughs> and it makes sense of everything that's gone on before, yep. and all the years where I didn't really kind of have a clear path. And it's like, oh, I think I think I know what, what my bubble of bliss is now, and it's, it is just connecting and feeling, reminding myself and everyone else that we can just keep moving and keep saying thank you and keep believing in ourselves and, and allowing ourselves to have those big visions. I love that I think
0: I love that um I'm so appreciative of your time and for coming on and having a chat with me um, especially busy show you've been speaking as well um where can people go to find out more about you potentially to connect uh yeah. the book and the podcast and all that type of thing where can people go
1: definitely so Instagram I guess is the, is, the, is an obvious one so at Limitless M um the podcast is called Open Open with Emma Campbell um um so that's a lovely you know there's there's Four seasons to get through before season five starts <laughs> uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, social media um, is probably it's probably the main the main thing, and um, I love getting messages and I love saying hello and
0: yeah. That's that idea of community again. Uh, mm. Community again, isn't it? Mm. Um, I kicked off by offering you a piece of advice from Helen, um, and now is your opportunity. To, I did warn you about this one beforehand, did. And I did warn you about this one. Quite um, of a, a golden <laughs> It'll come it, to but you, I promise. Uh, so I'll just be really slowly until you think mm. of it. Um, a piece of advice that I can pass on to a guest coming onto the podcast in the near future.
1: Well, I do. I have to say, I suppose this is. I've been asked. I have been asked this question before, and I think it might not be the most exciting answer, but it is something that I never forgot. Which was when I was um, pregnant with my triplets, not knowing that I was, you know, going to be facing a diagnosis and or be a single mum all at the same time yeah i remember sitting in my friend's kitchen she had four kids and she was sorting through piles of baby clothes and i was sitting there kind of utterly like how am i going to do this how am i going to look after all these babies and i just remember her saying "Um, whatever you know just say yes to every offer of help and i was like oh, yeah, yeah yeah and you know sure enough in the months that followed whenever when i really really needed yeah. help i did and I've I managed, because it's hard, isn't it? It's not always yeah. easy to say yes. And we, and so I had no choice but to say yes, and I did say yes. And I do still say yes to help. And that leads me slightly, it's kind of going off on a slight tangent very briefly, is that when people often say to me, or oh, what can I do, my best friend's just had a diagnosis, or my neighbour's mm. not well, um, I've told them to let me know if they need anything. And I always say, no, that's, no they're never going to ask. You know, I we all find it so hard to ask, but when someone just does something without, you know, you needing to ask, like oh, I'm, I'm in the shop, so I'm going to pass by, I'm going to drop you off a few bits. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the magical sort of difference, just just offering help without any expectation and reaching out. And so I think, I by circumstances, I had to learn to become someone who accepted help, um, but I also know that in terms of giving it back. Just do it with no expectation, and okay. don't wait to be asked. I Think look forward to passing yeah, that on. Yeah. Emma,
0: thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. It's been a joy. Perfect.
0: And that brings us to the end of this week's Outside and Active episode, the first of season thirteen. And I'm so excited to bring you more of the conversations that are coming in this season. A, a thank you to Emma, but also a thank you to Keela and Lead Lenser for supporting this episode. Now, if you enjoyed this, then please do leave a rating, leave a like, and a subscribe, and a comment on YouTube if you're watching. And also forward this podcast onto someone who you think would enjoy it just as much as you is someone who is starting their running journey, who wants to learn more about their running journey. Uh, please do forward it onto them. It helps more than you can imagine. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Outside and Active podcast. My name's Dominic Brown. And until that time, enjoy the outdoors.